This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. Hey everybody, it's episode 71 of Beers in the Lot. I say it every week, but I think this one's a good one. You're going to enjoy it. We talked about the Olympics and the COVID situation. Then we moved on to talking about World Junior Championships and an age-old debate. Was it a great save or just a bad shot? Our takes on all this coming up. Let's go. What a pour. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? Tonight I've got... This is coming out of my, my subscription, my pack. <laughs> nice. This is from Payette Brewing Company. All the way from the state of Idaho. What? In Boise. Yep. Idaho? No. More like... Oh, yeah, you know the joke. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> This is an Embers. It's a Mexican chocolate porter. Ooh. Oh. We'll see how this goes. It you actually, well. Smells good. I know you're a fan of the porters. Maybe, because hey. of flavors. You may, yeah, maybe. It's Mexican chocolate, so I'm expecting some cinnamon, some, like, spiciness. Like, yeah, a little bit of chilies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. What you got tonight, John? So from Rogue Brewery, I have just a pinch, which is a sour ale with a touch of salt. So, yeah, going a little lighter. Nice. Considering the past couple of days. Riggs, what about you? So since Daniel is not here, someone had to bring a treehouse. So I have from <laughs> from treehouse up in New England, uh, it's called Days. Single hop IPA or single nice. IPA. Yeah. So they're they're very famous for their double IPA called Haze. Yep. So this is the single version. Um I did not travel to New England. <laughs> uh any uh, scoffing. A a goalie <laughs> friend of ours and a coaching friend of mine who also frequents uh our Discord server, uh, AGM Goalie Thirty Eight, uh, had a friend who was up in New England and brought back a bunch of good stuff. So I benefited from that secondary friendship. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I'm going to give you the verdict on this beer. It's uh, it's good. I like this. This is this is Yay. good. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna read from the side of it. Actually, it says it tastes like felicidad. Giddy up! <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> that does. It's a good, good seasonal beer. <laughs> yeah, hot peppers, kick a spice, cinnamon, and yeah, it's good. I like it. I'm gonna have to get some more of these. Nice <laughs> for my yeah. Apparently, yeah. If you can find it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what's new, Aaron? Anything exciting? Oof. I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm missing hockey a lot. I haven't actually skated in a while now. I'm really missing it. But yeah, you are a recluse. I am a recluse. <laughs> I haven't had to ha- had a beer in the, in a lot in a, a couple of months now. It feels like. <laughs> well, one day. <laughs> one day. One, one day. Yep. You're a little busy. That's fine. Having kids will do that to you. <laughs> yeah. You're a little busy. It's okay. Yeah. Yes. Having a newborn will do that to you, I should say. Yeah. But how, what do we want to talk about with how, if we can't get around COVID? We <laughs> they're shutting down the whole NHL. Like fine, just get into it. <laughs> we gotta talk I'm, about I'm, I'm trying we to be have... positive. Fine. I'll go full fucking negative. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs> there was yeah we tried we can't get around we tried. they're shutting the nhl down for covid but it sucks but okay <laughs> is it really that bad because they already had a holiday break right so right. they have it was already planned yeah i think the number i saw and maybe john can confirm was i think like 75 players are on covid lists for their teams right now a bunch Oof. of a bunch of teams had to postpone games due to not having enough players available to play and yeah i don't know what that means to me that sounds like the american league affiliate has an issue and the big club has an issue but you tell me more in a in a second uh but they already had the holiday break built in. So they're basically saying we so we record on Monday night. Uh this will drop on Wednesday. So basically Wednesday night there's no more games until the 26th, Boxing Day if you're in Canada. Um which is when World Juniors start, so hopefully we talk about that cuz I think that's a better news story. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but and we're way more excited for that right now, I think. But mm-hmm. but I, I don't see it as that big of a deal because there's only like a half a dozen games scheduled Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. I, I don't know. So, John, go on your tirade, please. Yeah. So, well... <laughs> so, the biggest, us. so the biggest reason why, like, they've had a lot of COVID issues, it's not the... uh players getting infected with the variant it's the fact that there's no cap release so you can only do x amount of call-ups x amount of you know transactions because of the covid cap relief they don't get it this year where last year they had the taxi squad so Mm -hmm. it's a little different you can kind of i don't know what you want to call it your buffet line of extra guys or black aces however you wanted to label it so last week, I forget the team, someone skated with 16 skaters because of their salary cap. It may have been St. Louis. I can't remember, but they only had 16 skaters. And there were, you know, some teams like the Islanders when they got shut down, Ottawa too, between their American affiliate and their NHL affiliate, there were so many guys that were either in kind of the bubble where it just wouldn't work or already contaminated. They just didn't do it. And I saw the thing today since... January or December 7th, 39 games have been postponed. None have been moved. So at this point, the Olympics is gone. That's not happening. And it was interesting because Canada already pulled out of the Spangler Cup. 
they're in the channel one cup now they pulled out so it's all i would imagine almost 100 percent. they talked to that group of players and management and kind of said hey do you guys want to do the spangler cup or do you guys want to go to the olympics and mm-hmm. i'm willing to bet every single player on there all said oh yeah i'm, I'm definitely playing the olympics thank you like we're, <laughs> we're yeah we're going um Team USA, I don't know what they're going to do, but they did announce right rigs, David Quinn. Yeah, so they said that since he was already on Sully's staff as an assistant going to the Olympics, hey, you know what? He could just be the head coach for us (laughs) if we still go to the Olympics without NHL players because right now he's not coaching anywhere, right? So, um, Yeah, he's getting paid from the Rangers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... The Olympic break, I would imagine that's going to be NHL game reschedule slash they're going to try and fit it in. And then also to the All-Star game, I wouldn't be shocked if that doesn't happen either. I'm not saying they bag it, but there's a strong chance because the majority, uh, the whole idea with the All-Star game, we've touched on it. It's a sponsor and kid thing. So if you can't kind of fulfill some of your requirements slash make it very fan friendly, why, why do it? You know, why, why, why run the risk? Yeah. What would be the worst possible thing would be for one guy going to the all-star game to have COVID and then all the teams get it at the same time. Like that would be nightmare scenario. So why get (laughs) all these guys together from various teams and then risk, (laughs) risk shutting the whole thing down because that's essentially what it would do if they're really worried about. Man, something like that, I feel, happened recently. I forget what league or, like, what age bracket that was. Like, a group went away, they came back, and then they shut the league down for, like, a week or something. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, that was our league. Snap. I totally forgot. That was our league. My bad. (laughs) My bad. I forgot. (laughs) Well. (laughs) But, But the one thing, too, like, there's a lot of players that, you know, they were saying something I, I've heard from like Friedman and Merrick and Saravelli, all those guys are like they all want to get the games in. The players clearly do because they're on a like they gotta pay that escrow back the owners so the salary cap can start, you know, getting bumped up. There's a big push to make sure at all costs they have the winter classic because it's not it's more of a TV thing and then also just everything that encompasses it. I don't know what it's in Minnesota, right? Yeah, it's in Minnesota. I know St. Louis in Minnesota. So I don't know what Minnesota's COVID situation. Are they going to allow 50%, 75, 100%? I I don't know. Like that's going to be, that's going to be something else too. I mean, so I, I, I don't know how it works out on that one, but yeah. That's almost a higher priority right now than the all star game. I mean, that, that game is in, like two weeks <laughs> and also too, the all the winter classic that's the one thing like i would definitely say over the all-star if i had to rank it i would definitely say like night one or two of stanley cup playoffs stanley cup final like either you know game seven or whatever game the cup is going to be awarded and then also winter classic like those are probably your three biggest i would call them casual fans i mean we're a little more than casual like we're I, I always tune in regardless. Like I'm making a note to like go, oh, I want to watch like at least the third period or something, depending on the teams. So that's a big draw for them. So I would imagine, and they even said something like they want to shut 
Minnesota and the wild down or Minnesota and St. Louis down now. And like, oh, like you guys are done to the first, you guys are done to the first, like we're just not doing it. But then also it's not, you get into that whole situation. Like, so you're going to tell these, these groups of players and families and whatnot, you guys can't travel. You can't do this. You can't do that. Then the rest of the, X amount of players and families and staff are affected and they can kind of go about their business within reason. So it, it, it gets so funky. Like <laughs> I don't, I, I yeah. hate even saying it now. Cause it's like, uh, everybody has kind of like that COVID fatigue, you know, kind of where it's weird. It, it, it's weird. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. It sucks. I'm sick as shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Remains to be seen what's going to happen, but I think you're right that the Winter Classic is probably that's it's almost got to happen, right? Like if they want to keep any semblance of a normal season going, then you got to have your Winter Classic and then find scrap the All Star Game, whatever. But the thing too about the Winter Classic, I, I really wonder about the capacity thing too, because if it's outdoors, then it's pretty widely accepted that. You you have less to worry about outside, but uh, I don't know. That's that's dangerously getting into the politics and other topics that are not covered by this podcast. So we're just gonna we're just gonna skip that. But <laughs> there are even there are even players and uh, like Stevie Y said something you know regarding it, kind of touching on the uh, kind of had the NFL's doing something. I don't know all the details because I don't follow the NFL's heavily but they're they're doing something where if you're vaccinated and you're asymptomatic you have a quicker um time in the protocol and they're gonna i wouldn't say rush you back because that's not the right word but you know you're in a different set of rules essentially or and the other thing apparently i heard from the nfl they're not testing every day it's like every three or four days so that's why like some people are like well why am i getting tested on like friday it's like well depending on when your team's testing schedule is like and i'm sure part of that has to do with game day and practice day and off day and same thing with the nhl guys like i i don't and i don't 100 percent know all their travel schedules because the only thing i do know of is if you are unvaccinated and to my knowledge there's still only one nhl player that is and it's even better now because other nhl players are yelling at him on the ice to get vaccinated which is hilarious <laughs> that was pretty um, funny <laughs> that was pretty good. but anyway let's let's move let's something about, more uplifting yeah, let's yeah. talk about boxing day there will be hockey there will be hockey on and it will be world juniors hockey which is always fun and exciting absolutely and the best kind <laughs> Team USA is do or die as do or die <laughs> and has a very good shot of repeating. Mm. I think Johnny made a comment earlier about their forward group, not being that great. I think they're, I think their forward group is top five in the tournament. I think their defense. Absolutely, yeah. I think their defense core is the best defense core in the tournament oh I, yeah without a doubt because we have uh who are our boys we got faber sanderson and who's the other kid uh one of the Hugheses. no 
<laughs> Tyler Cleveland. And oh. then we have the other Hughes. That's oh. right. And Perk. So, yeah. And like all these yeah. other kids that are we'll lighting be, it up in we'll be just NCAAs. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> is Owen Power still? Is he out of that? He he's in Canada. Him. He is. Yeah. Oh, he's in Canada. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But, but it's I got funny. mixed up. He plays for Michigan. Because, <laughs> well, no, because there's so many Michigan guys playing. So, yeah, like, yeah. he's playing for Canada. You have you have Maddie Berniers with for Team USA up front. Yep. He's like, I'm telling you, he's probably going to be USA's Zegers this year. You watch. This is <laughs> I his got com- my money on Berard. This, this is his coming out. I'm telling this you, no, Berard. I think Berard's going to have a big tournament. Maybe. And for Providence? Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. I, maybe. We'll see. I I like I like the Beniers kid, man. I like Maddie. Yeah, he's nothing wrong with any of those guys. And I Logan Cooley, who hasn't even been drafted yet. No, he's underager, seventeen so, year yeah. old, twenty twenty two eligible, still at national team development program. Yep, can fly, super skilled. the The only thing about the American forward group is they might be undersized, maybe because I don't want to hear that. Canada got bigger. <laughs> Canada got bigger. They went after bigger players. The U.S. actually cut some kids. Um, but <laughs> you know, who knows? We'll see. But the 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 American defense is outrageous. And then they have uh, the BU goaltender uh, Camesso. He's finally yep. going to get to play. He couldn't go last year because BU had um, some COVID rules in place where. Their players couldn't go, so he gets to go. Yeah, this they year. were like Michigan last year. Same thing. They were oh. like, if you go, it's like a sixty day, can't come back. All that nonsense. Yeah. So he's he'll be the starter. Um, the other two uh, goaltenders, from what I saw, they're I think they're both USHL guys, so um, they'll be backing up for sure. But uh, so Camesso's in that. It the roster is kind of cool because. One of the benefits, if you want to call it that, of a COVID World Juniors roster this year is they got to take 25 players. So the U.S. is taking eight defensemen, 14 forwards, and three goaltenders. Uh, There's a lot of thought that Nate Lehman will actually dress all eight defensemen in certain uh, games. Because I heard that, and I think that's wild, but I also kind of like it. <laughs> I think it's awesome because I, they like you mentioned uh, Sanderson and Faber; those guys can fly. You know, Faber's at uh, University of Minnesota, Golden Gopher. Uh, Sanderson, Sanderson is at Nodak, can fly. Puck moving dudes. If they get the puck below the top of the circles, they can absolutely finish like any of the top forwards that are in the tournament. It's going to be awesome. If if he could figure out a way to play a system where he could dress all eight D, get them the time that they need because they all need time. They're all that yeah. good. Uh, and, and have them generating offense from the blue line. Uh, it should be a pretty interesting team to watch 
am excited nice. for Canada. I want to see Connor Bedard and uh, and uh, Shane Wright. I mm-hmm. want to see those two kids. I especially Shane Wright because he's kind of like you know oh he's the top kid, but Bedard apparently is like he's he's apparently the next stud. You know he joins that Crosby, Tavares, Lindros, Spezza. You know underager essentially making team Canada's roster nonsense. So not in a bad he's, way. Like he's I, I think it's cool. Yeah. He's, he's 16. 16. I think it's, 16. I think it's awesome. He's 16. So think about it. Like the players I just named, like if he's able to do that, like that's special company. So good on him. If he does, I think I, and I'm also kind of glad cause we're not in the same group this year. Canada and USA yes. sucks because on new year's Eve, we can't, freaking hate our brothers and sisters up north we can't do that this year so whatever one of my favorite things to witness during world juniors and like world championship or whatever anytime usa and canada play each other the wikipedia pages for the respective teams changes with all these ninja edits of like people like defacing the pages and it's actually really funny <laughs> if i recall actually when usa and uh, canada played in the olympics when uh when crosby scored that goal to win the medal uh, the wikipedia page for overtime was changed to canada beat down periods which obviously was not true in this particular <laughs> instance but, <laughs> but it's just funny <laughs> that's great USA's group's interesting though because uh, they've got Slovakia, Switzerland, and Russia, and hmm. who else, John? Sweden. That's it. And Sweden. Hmm. So, uh, Russia and Sweden. Okay, they're they're going to have strong teams, you know. Um, Slovakia tends to give the U.S. problems. Um, in fact, they've given them big problems in previous tournaments. Yeah. Um, Switzerland could be sneaky if they have uh, a player like the one year they had Hishier, right? Um, but I, you know, obviously they're going to be at the bottom or near the bottom of that group. Um. Slovakia again could be an issue. I think the US schedule they start out with Slovakia, which is kind of good because you start out with a team that you know work hard too. Yeah, like they're gonna give you a little bit of a challenge, right? But it's early in the tournament too, so you should be able to roll. Um, but that that should start them out well. They you know, again, they get Russia on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, who knows what happens in that game? Yeah, Russia's a mixed bag with Team USA. We, it's like this weird, especially World Juniors. Like I, Russia actually in general, that's the one tournament you never know what Russian team you're gonna get. Like, yeah, you get this juggernaut of just skill and speed, but even sometimes like they don't work very hard, and it's just, yeah, I, I wouldn't say they get rolled over, but like they sometimes kind of make you go like scratch your head and go, why like, that doesn't make sense. They have that so. Mitchkoff kid, right? So yes, everything that I've seen in like the social media highlights, right? He just kind of turns it on and 
makes stuff happen and decides like he's going to score. So like a like a typical Russian hockey player. When I want to yeah. do it, I'm going like, to yeah. turn it on and kill people. Yeah. Like, so you know it. I sent the <laughs> I sent the video to our group text. Pittsburgh was doing like a morning skate. And you see guys yeah. working on stuff, and Gino's just doing parachute drills in the middle. Yeah, he's just like a total. Like, <laughs> like, it's like, what is going on here? It's all he is probably throwing his coffee somewhere. He's just pissed. But whatever. Gino's just blowing up drills. Yeah, just skating, blowing up dr- with a parachute. With a parachute by himself. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, World Juniors is always good. Austria's in it. Uh so I would say if you're looking at weakest teams, not in a bad way, Austria, Switzerland. I think Germany probably will be ahead of those two teams. So probably in the relegation area, you're looking at Austria and Switzerland. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens though, because those are I would say all three of those teams, it wouldn't floor me if Germany or Switzerland or Austria even sneaks into a knockout round spot somehow, some way. Just it, it wouldn't floor me. Like you, you win a you know two one game. Your goalie stands on your head, and then you beat you know the other team in your division that's weak. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you have two wins, and you know you're two and two or two two one and one somehow like you you sneak an extra point against somebody else it could happen in austria yeah. and germany they're in the same group with canada so yeah the only thing i'd say is again like germany the one year right they had Stutzla and you know switzerland yeah, of course year and like they don't have they don't have those players coming in right no they, no they don't not have, normally they don't have it's those, not a yearly thing yeah, they don't have those prospects that you know are gonna, you know, be NHL guys. Um, every single player except for two, I think, of the USA players are already drafted. Yeah, you know, and obviously Canada, right? They're Canada and USA are actually very interesting. Canada's roster only has two NCAA players. Uh, the USA roster only has two major Canadian major junior players. Yeah. It's like a complete mirror image. You know, it's very interesting. Especially the last couple of years, that big debate, like major junior versus NCAA. And now that NCAA yeah. kids can get like spiffs, I'm not saying that goes away completely, but <laughs> that, I mean, I don't think they're, I mean, let's be 150% honest here. They're not going to get the money that like the quarterback of like Alabama and Texas, they're not getting like that kind of. They they might not even money. They might not even get money. Might just be like (laughs) products. Correct. Exactly. Like like, we'll. we'll, Hey, you want shampoo? You want a free year of shampoo? We'll outfit. (laughs) We'll outfit your whole wardrobe if you just wear a shit every day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. A lot of kids, maybe that's still not appealing or whatnot. Whatever, I, yeah, we'll see. NCAA is cool. <laughs> Major Junior is <laughs> cool too, though. Both pretty good, pretty good pass, depending on what you want to do. So, we need a haha story. Yeah, we need something good, Aaron. We need <laughs> a haha. 
Step it up. I don't have a ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it'd be better if we just put that in the pod. <laughs> we end on a ha ha. We need a ha ha. <laughs> Wait, somebody FaceTime Danny real quick. Tell him to yeah, right? say something. No, we need him. We need a one liner. <laughs> yeah. I saw an insane glove save. Technically, it was a glove save. Um, in the Pens game versus who the fuck was it? St. Louis. The other night, Saban, it was Buffalo. Right? It was Buffalo. Buffalo yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Subban. He like he didn't even know what he was doing. He was just sticking his arm back behind him and hit the put. Like, is that a good save or is that a bad shot? That's my question. What do you guys I've, think? I've had this opinion. And I've said it to you guys. I've said it to you guys a billion times. I think for. 90% of those great NHL saves, like there is a shooter not doing what he or she was supposed to do in that situation. Like I always think of that. Who, what caps goalie was it that like, was it Sam Sonoff that, uh, or Varlamov who in the caps play the pens, pens it up, went in the Varlamov. series, but yeah. Varlamov, he he stoned Crosby on kind of like that cross seam pass. And if Sid just would have actually like, you know, actually put some stank on the puck, it probably would have went in. But he kind of, you know, kind of oh look, lobbed it and he got it. You know, yeah. like uh, I, and then the other I week, Holpe, Holpe had that uh, scorpion kick, but then everyone was like, oh look at the glove. After the shooter had like thirty seconds and still hit him in the glove, like too much time. I don't yeah, know. I agree with you here. I agree yeah. with you here. Maybe like, maybe we need one of our goalie friends to chime in here, but uh, I'm nah, they I'm won't tell the, the truth. <laughs> 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 but no, I, I agree with you. I'm under the impression that a lot of the times those amazing saves, a lot of the times, not all the times, sometimes it's just ridiculous. The saves are being made, but a lot of the times it's a bad shot. The shot should have been better or it should have been different. Yeah. They, he, they, the guy put it on the ice. He didn't get enough on it to lift it the way that he should have, or whatever. Like a lot of times, it's a bad That's shot. That's all after the fact, too. Like even though the evaluation could be okay, well, next time you should do this. I think there's a lot of ran- there's a lot right. of randomness in the game, right? And so, yes, absolutely. When you're in the moment, you're not thinking about that stuff. You're just all you know is like, no. oh either the puck is coming to me or I have it and I need to get it on net. So you're just doing whatever you can to get the puck on net, even at the highest level, even at an elite level, you're just trying to do whatever you can to get the puck on net. And yes, this this might be a situation where, as John would say, somebody sitting in their armchair at home saying he's a yeah bum. exactly yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, it's like come yeah, on the dude. guy's getting the puck on net at the nhl level on a one timer right. or a rebound that, that the likes of us would we'd have that in front of us a hundred times and we might get it on net. but even once. but like, even step like step the speed down step it down from the nhl level <laughs> all the way to our level the same situations yeah. happen, right? The same same situation, just much much slower, but they happen, right? And uh, <laughs> and I've said it before a couple times 
the difference between the elite level players and us or even the elite level players and the average NHL player is how fast their brain works. It's not, it's not yep. all physical skill. Most of it, I think, is in the brain. And so if you're able to translate, ah, oh, the puck's on my stick and there's the open space in the net and hit it faster you know, than the other guy can or hit it faster than the goalie can react to it, you know, you're going to score. So I, I think there's all this stuff that goes on. The game is very random, and if you can catch up to that randomness, then you're going to score more often than not, right? And and not to take away from the goalies here, yes, I agree with you completely, and not to take away from the goalies here, the goalie's doing exactly what he should yes. do to potentially stop a shot that he can possibly get yeah. to. So these crazy saves where a goalie's diving across the, the crease or whatever and gets it with the paddle or whatever, that is a goalie doing everything that they possibly can. Yeah. And, hey, it worked this time. A lot of times it doesn't work, but this time it did, and it looks like an amazing save because it is. It's amazing. You'll hardly ever see a goaltender in the NHL give up on a play. There's right, th- right. There are a few times where you can yeah, you can that. see it where they they know that they're B and they give up on it. And I think a lot of that is so that they don't hurt themselves doing something where there mm-hmm. would be little benefit to doing it. Uh so and and I think yeah. that's because goaltenders you know, they just think faster, right? They have to be able to because they have everything they do is reaction. Right, they don't have the advantage of mm-hmm. knowing what the shooter's going to know. Only the shooter, you know, has that advantage. Of so, um, you know, I think they're working faster mentally and physically, and so you don't see them give up too often. And I think what happens is they never give up, and so then you get those, you get those plays and those saves, and it it is amazing to watch, but. I think there's more that goes into it than just, oh, that it was a bad right. Shot. That player right. should have scored, or yeah. that player should have stopped that. So it's not that spectacular. Right. So why didn't he just go bar down from the <laughs> from the corner? Like they should just always do that. Why don't they always because do that? Because maybe, right? maybe, <laughs> maybe it's not. Maybe that easy. he actually thought. You know, you have that clock in your head. Maybe he thought there was pressure from behind, you know, or sure. from another direction, right? And so he, or maybe he thought that he was going to run out of time before the goalie got right. away. It's, I mean, uh, you don't, you don't know, man. <laughs> Anything and all that yeah. stuff happens so fast, and it again, it's so random. But, it happens so fast at our level. Yeah. I, I I can't keep up with. I got a rebound in front of me in a wide open cage and I can't hit it into the net. Like it's two feet from the goal line and I can't get it. And like, I can't imagine these guys doing it at the NHL level. I, I have uh, as fast as the puck is moving as fast. as The players are moving to the play. I have Crazy. a, I have a very good, uh, non hockey friend. I don't have very many, very good non hockey friends. Like, but, uh, we were watching, we were watching Washington one night. This is years ago, and uh, Ovechkin got one of those bang bang, you know, rebound goals. 
he goes he has the fastest hands i've ever seen to be able to react to the puck you know changing direction that quickly and coming at him and to you know move his hands in a way to get a stick on it and get it on net and put it in like he has the fastest hands of any sport that i've ever seen and i never thought of it that way before um and so you know that right. situation that you're describing i think is a perfect example right where if you're able to react and that's you know your eyes seeing it your brain interpreting what's going on and then telling your body to do what it needs to do to you know get get the puck where it needs to be or get your stick where it needs to be to get the puck where it needs to be right. you know there's a lot that goes into that and it's not even as easy as making contact. Just making no, contact no, no, no. with puck no. is hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> John, you can tell him. Uh, this has happened numerous times in my hockey career where I have had possession of the puck in the paint with no goalie in between me and the net, and I have shot the puck over the net. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the best is I'll never forget. I've talked so multiple times. I've done this. This was and the best is like this was years ago. Years ago, I remember yeah, like <laughs> Danny and I were teasing Aaron about it, and then Aaron said something kind of smartass, but like you could tell he was finally he, getting sick no. of it. He was getting <laughs> sick of it. He goes. Well, you two idiots, I'm going to put five pucks each in the paint, like at varying levels. And I want you to, he goes, don't put it in the net, put it over the net and see if you guys can do it. <laughs> Danny and I, like I did it once on my backhand, but the puck was at the tippy top of the crease. But Aaron, I've seen him. He, he's been like in the middle of the crease and it goes up in the netting. Like, over the, the net. The yes. Sky. Into the so ceiling, like, not over the so netting then, behind the net, into the ceiling netting. Yeah. <laughs> so then after that, like Aaron was like, yeah, you guys see how hard this is? That takes skill. And we're like, shut up, Aaron. Like, we're not even having this conversation. But it was, it was kind of funny. Like Aaron kind of called our bluff. We're like, how do you miss this? You idiot. Like, what are you doing? Like, uh, yeah, I yeah. can't explain it, <laughs> but multiple times I've done this. <laughs> yeah. So it's not even just making contact with the puck. It's you got to put it on the net, too. Yes. And that's not even, yes. sometimes it's not easy, even easy when you're in the paint. So, so that's situ- <laughs> Depending on who that situation, are, I would say you probably had the wrong pattern. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had the wrong player. <laughs> 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 There's our ha-ha. Gotta end on a high note. Well, it's that time in the show where I tell you to join Discord and all that good stuff. So, um, I guess I just said it. But I didn't say thank you. So thank you for listening. We appreciate all of your support. Your listens, your likes, reviews, subscribes, etc. And we really appreciate those of you who are out there who are telling other folks about our podcast. Teammates, hockey parents, hockey coaches... Zamboni drivers, anybody you can think of that might like our show, tell them about it. And also tell them Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is our last episode before Christmas. So, on behalf of Danny, Johnny, and Riggs, and myself, Merry Christmas to you and your loved ones and your family and friends. We hope everybody has a happy time. So we'll catch you next week. Thanks again for listening. Happy Holidays. <laughs>